Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's the 93 WIBC mashup. The best moments of the day on 93 WIBC. Tony Katz on the 93 WIBC mashup. So, what actually is the threat? It was the email, I'm sorry, not the email, the post that Representative Mike Turner put out via X that President Biden needs to declassify certain material. Today, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. This was the post that the chairman of the Intel Committee, Mike Turner, put on X. The post continued, I am requesting that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. Now, that's one heck of a thing to put on social media. One heck of a thing to put on social media. What does this refer to? Well, it could refer to the idea of the weaponization of space. And Moscow's plan to put nuclear weapons into space that could target and destroy satellites. They tested a what they describe as a hit-to-kill anti-satellite missile in 2021. And what they did is they actually blew up a spy satellite that they launched in 1982. And people were not pleased with this action from Russia. There's also a conversation regarding Russia's hypersonic capabilities. We're talking about some fast stuff, kitten. Fast stuff. 20,000 miles per hour. Able to leave the Earth's atmosphere before striking any target in less than 30 minutes. This according to Moscow. I'm willing to believe them on that one. So was that it? Or is this about Russia actually working towards a confrontation with NATO, doubling troops near Estonia? There's an intelligence report out. Is all of this a way to try and get the House of Representatives to pass the legislation that provides funding for Ukraine along with Israel, Taiwan, etc.? Which Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, said is not happening until we have something on the border, which I'm in favor of. Is Russia a threat? The answer is, of course, Russia is a threat. And I'm kind of stunned at the people who are like, nah, it's no big deal. It's, of course, a big deal. As to what this specific threat is, 
it does not seem to be the threat of tomorrow. It seems to be about the threat of the future. It seems to be a conversation of we can do something about this or we can regret it. It's totally up to us. That's what it looked like. The other uh, story is that the CDC has now announced that there's no more five-day COVID isolation. I'm sorry. We're still, we're still even discussing this? The Washington Post reporting on CDC sources saying the guidance that will be coming out will put an end to the recommendation that people with COVID quarantine for five days. If you're fever-free for at least 24 hours, you don't have to be quarantined. Funny, my grandmother used to tell me the same thing. And they never once gave her a CDC salary. Ethel, you got screwed. Ah, interesting woman, my grandmother. Interesting woman. Potato salad for days. Oh, it was in the hands. So good. Never had anything like it. Still never had anything like it. I'm sorry, I just went a little down memory lane right there. Hear Tony Katz live. Weekdays 6 to 9 and noon to 3 on 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey on the 93 WIBC mashup. Joe Biden, the worst president in American history. The list is out. And here once again to update us on where he puts Joe Biden is Ethan Hatcher. You know him from Saturday night on The Circle. All right, we've been doing this for about two and a half years now um, when Trump declared Biden was worse than the five worst presidents in American history combined. You, Ethan, came in flailing your arms saying that is totally illogical. He was not initially in your top five, I don't believe. And now the last time we've done this numerous times over the past two and a half years, you moved Biden up to, was it number three last time? He has inched his way up to number three, but I just just don't think he can get past the top two worst presidents. Who are the top five? Real quick, let's start there. The top five are uh, going in reverse. Number five, Andrew Johnson. Number four, Warren Harding. (laughs) Number three, Joe Biden. Number two, Woodrow Wilson. And number one, James Buchanan. Okay, Buchanan's a pretty hard one to beat because he was the reason there was a civil war, and that's really going to be a tough one to hop over. But also, he intervened in the Dred Scott decision, which declared uh, African-Americans non-citizens. Now, explain to us, the Woodrow Wilson one, though, is it because Wilson was racist, or Wilson is there some? Is there was other not th- just racist, sir. He was super racist. Okay, but you can make a compelling case. Biden is super racist too. In mm-hmm. the things that he has said, but the actions that Woodrow Wilson took during the administration were so regressive to progress that the African American community had obtained that it set back the nation generationally, and also the impact he's had on foreign policy because he was instrumental in establishing the League of Nations which evolved to become the United Nations, which is an entity that is so worthless today, it has allowed South Africa to sue Israel over declarations of genocide against Palestine. So So think about the generational impact that Woodrow Wilson had. Casey was just emphatically pounding the table, though. She found a bunch of racist quotes from Biden. Casey, (laughs) would you like to reveal some of the racist quotes from Biden that you found? Uh, First one is that he called integrated schools racial jungles. Yeah, that's pretty bad. In 1977. (laughs) Do you remember... 
when he called uh, Barack Obama that clean, nice-looking man. Yeah, that's that's a fairy tale, dude. That's pretty racist. Um, Okay, he voted to shield some segregated schools with tax-exempt status. He opposed a homogenous society. He also, let's see here, um, he lied about marching for civil rights and growing up in a black church. Is that just being a pathological liar or being an actual racist? Which, or is it both? Is it racist to claim that you were part of the civil rights movement? Okay, back in 2019, he were. equated uh, being poor to being non-white. That's right. Yeah, right. Poor kids are just as bright as white kids. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the all-time greatest hits yeah. from Joe Biden. Okay, so here would be the question to me, Ethan. What would Biden have to do at this point to hop? I don't think he's going to catch Buchanan, at least in the remainder of this term, because that, that's pretty bad. But what could he do to hop over Woodrow Wilson at this point? I mean, he would have to establish an entirely new kind of taxation. Woodrow Wilson, of course, was behind behind the implementation of the 1913 Revenue Act, which was the first income tax since the Civil War. It's been a political football ever since. And as far as racism is concerned, now Joe Biden has said some pretty stupid and some pretty racist things. You mean like when he called that black reporter a junkie? Go ahead. Yeah. But has he resegregated the Treasury Department and the Post Office and implemented policies that would allow discrimination in hiring practices? He did try to get me fired, though, for not getting a vaccine that doesn't work. That seems kind of extreme. Did he did he screen a Ku Klux Klan documentary at the White House? No, but he did equate donuts and convenience stores with Indian Americans. (laughs) That's not as bad as helping repopularize the Klan case. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. You're. It's okay to be wrong, but that's what you. Okay, are. so what? This is a. Okay, is it? Is it? Okay, so. He no doubt Woodrow well, look, Wilson was horrible, but the- Ulysses S. Grant had declared, and Congress, in conjunction with Congress, had declared the Ku Klux Klan a terrorist organization. Yeah. And because of Woodrow Wilson, he helped repopularize them, bad. and they had reached their That's pinnacle in the 1920s, right after the Wilson administration. That's a big one. Yeah, that's a good one, Ethan. I that's mean, pretty- like Biden has said bad things, but Woodrow Wilson has done far and worse. That, and He's the, a real bastard. And man. The, in- the income tax is really bad too. Okay, but what about, I mean, Biden's relationship with China? Selling out your country? You don't think that's worse? What about, yeah, office for sale? Where does office for sale rank with You haven't mentioned that at all. Right. The one identifying factor of Biden right now is Mm -hmm. the dementia-addled presidency. But even that is not so egregious as Woodrow Wilson because, and we talked about this before on past segments, Edith Wilson became the de facto president Mm -hmm. of the United States because he had a stroke and she was the so... No, she was the sole go-between between members of Congress and the cabinet. Now, Joe Biden, he can at least shuffle up and do a press conference, but Woodrow Wilson was completely bedridden and unable to speak for himself. Yeah, so, Edith true. Wilson was dictating administration policy, speaking for her husband, becoming oh, the de facto man. president. Like, Jill Biden's not giving the, the press conferences. Jill Biden is not <laughs> that we know of. I want know? I want him to hop over Wilson, but I, I, I'm man, I'm Wilson's so bad. Well, when I was texting Ethan the other night, I was like, man, I'm going to make the case against this. But the, when you just say the stuff out loud, it's just really hard to hop over that, isn't it? It is. Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson was really, really bad. And then also the impact that he's had on historical analysis. Now, this wasn't in his capacity as president of the United States, but rather president of... Uh, 
Oh, I forget the unit. Princeton, Princeton University, mm-hmm. um, where he helped popularize the lost cause mytho- mythology, which was a slavery apologism reevaluation of the causes of the Civil War, reframing it as states' love, rights and not about slavery. I which, love how much you know about all of this and that you can actually come in and make a case <laughs> on how Woodrow Wilson was more racist than Joe Biden. This is our show, Casey. Mm-hmm. This is our show. Catch Kendall and Casey live. Weekdays 9 to noon on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Cats on the 93 WIBC mashup. It was a shooting at a Super Bowl parade. This taking place as the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the San Francisco 49ers. Back to back Super Bowls for them. And they have, like every city would have, the parade. And from that parade, there is a shooting that kills one, injures many others. There is someone credited as the hero for tackling this shooter, but we don't seem to know much about why the shooting took place to begin with. And the question, of course, is why don't we know? What is the latest on the situation? Scott Parks joins us. He is the host of the Dana and Parks show on KMBZ uh, in Kansas City. And it's it's good to have you here. Uh, give us, uh, first of all, the, the, the overview, the latest of, of what has happened as if people are just first tuning into this story. Uh, Tony, thank you for having me. Um, and good morning. Um, I guess probably the best way to do it would just be to go through the numbers. Uh, Sadly, one person died. Uh, There are several more, as many as seven perhaps, in critical condition, uh, several with life-threatening injuries, um, and obviously we pray for them. Three people in custody, 21 others shot and wounded. Um, To answer your question about a motive, and not that it matters, I guess, um, there's, there's no justification for what happened in what I consider the greatest city in America. Um... It was not terrorism. It was not extremism. And there may have been actually two shooting locations. There may have been two shootings. Um, One on the street in front of Union Station and one perhaps in the parking garage. We're still, I mean, this is a fluid situation. You know that, how these things work. And so we'll probably learn more today. Uh, But the thinking is at the moment that there were two separate shootings, 21 people injured, one dead. So when you talk about two separate shootings, Scott, are we talking about in two separate areas or were there two shooters? 
Uh, both. Um, to, to put this geographically, and I, I understand that I'm, I'm talking to folks in Indianapolis who probably have not been to Kansas City. Uh, Union Station is our big, it's a train station just south of downtown. It's a gigantic building that they refurbished about 25 years ago. And it is sort of the the, the mecca, if you will. And, and, and we've been very fortunate in this town over the last 10, 11 years. We've had an MLS championship, uh, a World Series championship, and three Super Bowls. And so this has kind of become the go-to place where people in this city gather and the teams come out and, you know, Travis Kelsey comes out and butchers a Garth Brooks song yesterday. And uh, the, the innocence of that. And as I was watching it, I was like, oh, my God. And um, he's making an idiot out of himself. And um, if I only knew what was coming up in 20 minutes from that point, uh, I would have never believed it. But Union Station, uh, there is at least one shooting that occurred out front of Union Station. There's a road that runs in front of it called Pershing Road. And there was at least one shooting out there. And we believe there's a parking garage just to the west of Union Station, probably about 300 yards from Pershing Road, where there may have been a second shooting that occurred yesterday. Talking to Scott Parks of the Dana and Parks show heard on 98.1 FM KMBZ in Kansas City. Uh, it, it is not unknown in when there are these kinds of sports uh, celebrations to see people get out of control. This, of course, is different. You're bringing up the possibility uh, of a second shooting as well. When it comes to the security measures that are in place, what do you hear from local law enforcement uh, about what they have uh, set up, uh, their coordination with state and any federal uh, coordination, and do they feel that their systems were in place or do they feel that there were any failures or gaps? We're not going to know that just yet. There were, there were 850 uh, police officers on the scene yesterday. That includes Kansas City, Missouri, uh, Kansas City, Kansas, all the surrounding communities like Leavenworth had police officers there. Lawrence had police officers there. Um, so there were 850 police officers from throughout the entire metropolitan area. There was FBI. There was Homeland Security. There were snipers on every big building that surrounds Union Station. I don't know that security could have been tighter unless you had introduced um, metal detectors and, you know, trying to funnel a million people through metal detectors would have been impossible. And so I, I don't know how they could have improved security. Obviously, there's going to be some Monday morning quarterbacking. Uh, we're, we're not there yet. I mean, we're, we're, we're still trying to figure out, you know, who did this? Why did they do it? Who's hurt? Um, and we're, we're weeks away from figuring out, you know, maybe months away from figuring out how, how do we make it better? How do, how do we improve it? But I will say this very quickly, if I could, Tony. I think what happened yesterday in this city, as tragic as it is, is going to change the way that we do, not just we in Kansas City, and maybe we'll get another Super Bowl win next year. Who knows? Uh, God willing, but um, it's going to change the way that we do celebratory parades in America, uh, because what happened yesterday is inexcusable. Um, it, it was a day of celebration. It, it was it was a great day. It was it was one of the most perfect days in Kansas City. Cloudless sky, 60 degrees, a million people downtown. 
everybody having the time of their life, more confetti than you can throw a stick at, and then a couple of morons with guns went ahead and ruined everything for everybody. One of the conversations that is out there was that this was, and it's been reported in multiple places, that this was a dispute between two people. Has there been, uh, an, in not necessarily official reporting, but unofficial, you have people, uh, you, uh, you know, it's Game of Thrones, the birds talk to you, uh, your little birds. Has anybody discussed what this dispute could have been? Uh, was it um, a business dispute, sexual uh, lovers dispute, gang dispute? Has any of that conversation come up? At one of the shootings, uh, one of the potentially two, we did have somebody on the air yesterday who called in and said, I was right there when it started. And he claimed that there were two men, probably in their 20s, who approached a group of about five teenage boys. And there was some sort of argument. he, He was under the impression that the seven of them knew each other. And... The five teenage boys started to walk away, he claims. One turned back around with his backpack and didn't even pull the gun out of his backpack, just fired his gun through the backpack and shot one of the two men. They returned fire. You know, obviously everybody's shooting at each other. And then 21 people, 22 people actually, uh, if you count the deceased, um, 22 people were shot. Talking to Scott Parks, radio host on KMBZ Radio in Kansas City, host of the Dana and Parks show. Uh, that person who was killed, Lisa Lopez Galvin. Um, you know, I'm a, I, do, I do radio in Indianapolis and, and across the state of Indiana, weekends uh, across the country with a series of, of different shows. I don't know everybody who does radio in my city, but I know a couple of names. The name of of Lisa Lopez Galvin. This was uh, a 43-year-old, was there at the parade with her kids. What do we know uh, about her, and what is the response from Kansas City? Uh, She was from a city called Shawnee, which is a western suburb of Kansas City. In fact, uh, I live in Shawnee, and I'm calling you from here. Uh, She was not a neighbor, but she lived nearby. Uh, She was a radio disc jockey on a public access radio station called KKFI. Uh, She hosted an Hispanic radio show on Tuesday afternoons. She was a mother of two, uh, a wife, uh, dearly loved by the people that obviously knew her, uh, well-respected in our industry, um, and just went to the, I mean, like a million other people yesterday, you know, woke up and wanted to go see the chief and wanted to see Travis Kelsey butcher a Garth Brooks song and wanted to see Patrick Mahomes and everybody else and maybe see Taylor Swift. Who knows? Um, and by the way, can I, can I just touch on that very quickly, if I may? Not you to make feel free. Taylor Swift, but thank, I, I thank God she was not there yesterday. Not because of, of what happened, but because of the, the crowd she would have attracted we had a million people downtown yesterday, and the estimate was if, if word got out that Taylor Swift was going to be there and word got out early that she had already left for Australia, um, if Taylor Swift was going to be there, they were estimating the crowd at maybe two million people and um, because of who she is and how big she is. 
Um, and I just I thank God she wasn't there yesterday because I can only imagine it would have been worse. So now this this leads us to uh, what what is next uh, for the, the city. The investigations uh, are going on. Is has local law enforcement been uh, forthcoming with information, or are they keeping this close uh, to the vest? Not because they might not know things, but because they don't want to share things. Which way is it going right now? Well, I think I think they've been as open as they can. Um, Yesterday, uh, I thought they I thought they did an excellent job of communicating to the public in regards to what was going on, where are we now, uh, what is the situation. I mean, there, were, there was a news conference at four fifteen, and then they held a news conference at five o'clock. Uh, they had two news conferences. The police department did within forty five minutes of itself, uh, and I, I, I think they've been as transparent as they can be understanding the situation. We have at least three people in custody. I've heard, uh, and this is unconfirmed, I've heard rumors of as many as eight people in custody. Um, I I anticipate that there will be charges today. I'd be shocked if there weren't. But um, no, I think think law enforcement, and and if if I may tell you just very quickly, Anytime there's a, a shooting, and I've never, I've never even been close to a shooting in my life, other than like when I go to the shooting range. Um, but I think the natural human reaction is to just run, to get the heck out of there. There, there were heroes in this city yesterday, and some of them wore uniforms, and some of them did not. There, there were people, and I think you referenced this earlier. Um, there were people who saw danger and ran at it and tackled it and stopped it and waited and held these people until the police arrived. And as awful as this day was yesterday, again, in what I consider the greatest city in America, um, there were heroes among us yesterday. The evil descended on my city yesterday. Evil came here, but so did angels. And man, they showed up in droves. Before before I let you go, Scott, a question about the politics of it all, because when these things happen, it leads to people like we've already seen uh, members of Congress do. We're already seeing the Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas engage the conversation of gun violence. And there's a gun violence challenge uh, as it relates to major uh, events. It leads to people with uh, uh, engaging, you call them levels of attack on on the Second Amendment. Aside from these kinds of statements about a gun violence challenge in this community and many others, that's the quote from the the mayor, Quentin Lucas. Do you hear anybody getting political uh, in Missouri or in Kansas? Not yet. Um, I'm sure that's going to happen. I I will say this, if I may. Uh, I'm I'm a gun owner, uh, a responsible one, which is to say that my gun is locked all the time and in a safe. Um, But we have a problem. And I'm, I'm, I'm done with the, well, we'll get to that later argument. Uh, we have a problem in this country. We have a problem in this city. Kansas City is, is, is an amazing and beautiful city. But we had a record number of homicides last year. A record. 200. 200 people in this city were murdered last year. And we have a problem. And sooner or later hopefully sooner rather than later, it would be my preference as a responsible gun owner and a believer in the Second Amendment 
that we have a come to Jesus meeting with ourselves. There's a problem and nobody wants to solve it. Everybody just wants to keep saying, oh, we'll deal with it later. We'll, we'll get to it some other time. No, let's get to it now. And I would be let's one of the people. I would be one of the people as a Second Amendment uh, supporter and a owner of, of firearms uh, that our, our issue is, is not the Second Amendment or the very concept of the right to be able to defend oneself and the ones we love, but rather what is leading people down a road that says that on, in any confrontation, the answer is bang. The answer is do damage as opposed to finding other ways to deal with the thing. What are the points that are leading us to that place? But that's got is an Another conversation. Hear Tony Katz live weekdays six to nine and noon to three on ninety three WIPC. Life is full of things to manage: your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta Ofatumumab twenty milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hammer and Nigel on the 93 WIPC mashup. So this hearing involving uh, District Attorney Fannie Willis, uh, you know, she's the Fulton County District Attorney that uh, started a romantic relationship with the special prosecutor that she hired to go after Donald Trump for the uh, election interference case there in Georgia. Sort of a conflict of interest, shall we say, that probably should disqualify Willis. I mean, look, she was personally profiting from the case. Right. She, she was, was paying, paying this dude who wasn't even qualified to be there. This dude who happened to be her previous lover more than over half a million dollars for his work. And then and then benefiting from said funds when they would go out, he you know he used those earnings to pay for vacations for the two people, and then he he'd like pay for it on the company credit card, and she'd pay him back in cash. <laughs> and when we say paid back in cash, one that was admitted in court today, and yes. we'll get to that. And number two, that's taxpayer money. Let's not kid ourselves. We know what that cash is. So this case against Trump, uh, in terms of election interference, could fall apart. Uh, they could take her off the case. They, she could go to jail because she lied about when she was having a relationship with this prosecutor that she hired. And it's 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 high drama. They're showing it on all the uh, the networks. Well, at least on Fox, they are. And Big Fat Fanny, Fanny Willis, she's been pretty defiant today. Allison, can you turn my computer up here? I'm going to play you a little back and forth here. Uh, This is Fanny Willis on the stand, and she's kind of melting down, and she's accusing the cross-examining attorney of basically being racist. You had contact with Mr. Wade in the year 2020, correct? 
Ooh, um, I had some contact with Mr. Wade. Would you explain when you say some contact? Please tell us the con talk about 2020. I had some contact with Mr. Wade in 2020. Um, one of the reasons your allegations are so preposterous or mismerchants that you have joined is... Ma'am, no, 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 I didn't no, no. ask Just, you about the allegations. I asked you about your contact. That's all I ask you, okay? I appreciate that, that you want to say something, but I'm interested in did you have contacts with Mr. Wade in 2020? And your answer so far has been yes, correct? Very limited contact because um, Mr. Wade had a form of cancer that makes your allegations somewhat ridiculous. I, I do appreciate the characterization. I'm not going to emasculate a black man, but I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm that. sorry, what? I'm not going to emasculate a black man. Did you understand that? All right, well, I don't think we should discuss track. further. Mr. Seda, next question. I don't understand what that means. She's not going to emasculate a black man. Was that form of cancer that she's saying he had did not, not allow him to perform in the bedroom? Is that what that means? Well, there's a paper trail that says otherwise. There's a paper trail that says not only did he take her on lavish vacations, he bought her gifts like MacBooks and things like that. And she admits in court today that they've been in the same room together where she, quote, lays her head down. Well, I'm not going to emasculate a black man. I mean, if I was <laughs> I was dating a white guy, yeah, no way. He couldn't even get it up because of his cancer. <laughs> but because he's black, I'm not going to really expand on anything beyond that. This whole day has been a disaster for Fannie Willis. Here's a little montage of her just showing her ass in court today. <laughs> okay. So, but you were saying that you had amounts of cash. You still had that lien in 2022 when you were taking Wade and going on these trips. So, the cash that you gave him, that could have been used to pay this tax lien off? You gonna tell me how to pay my bills? Okay, he worked more hours than he was paid, and the county paid him for the work that he did. So don't be cute with me and then think that you're not going to get an answer. And where, um, when did he come to, I guess, the condo? I'm not sure what you called it, condo apartment. Um, would he come and stay at that condo or visit you there? I'm sorry, visit you there. What condo, what apartment? I want to be clear. So not your house. I know you classified one as house and one as condo, so I'm trying to use those terms. So um, there's been more. That, see, what you don't understand is because of this case, I got to move. And so I, I need to, if you could ask a more precise question. Yes, please. Give me the time period. Mr. Wade visits you at the place you laid your head. When? Has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head? So let's be clear, because you've lied in this, this. Let me tell you which one you lied in. Right here? I think you lied right here. No, 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 no. This is the truth, Judge. And this is, it, it is a lie. It is a lie. So your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may have taken with Mr. Wade. And, well, no, no, no. Look. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. So? These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. <laughs> she is rattled beyond belief. Wow. She is a hot mess. The Hot Mess Express is still on the tracks right now. She's still on the stand. And earlier in the day, uh, her lover... Nathan Wade testified, <laughs> testified under oath that, yeah, she paid me back in cash and I put these vacations on the business account and she paid me back in cash. That's it, man. That's ball game. Even the folks at MSNBC said that testimony was it.
It's it's so legalistic centric and yet so important and fascinating. Right. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court. It's it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. Oh, man, this is so funny. She thought she was going to get over on Donald Trump. All of a sudden, she's on the stand now. It's Life just, comes at you fast, it sure baby. It sure does. Um, it sure as hell does. And now there's a clip started to make its way around social media of an interview she gave back in 2020 when she was running to be the DA. And listen to the reasons that Fannie Willis gives in 2020 as to why she should get the job. Because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit children. E. Ooh. Over two right there, Nige. Over two, two strikeouts right there. Not looking good. Hammer and Nigel are live every weekday afternoon, 3 to 7, on 93 WIBC. The Tony Kennett Cast on the 93 WIBC Mashup. I'd like to share with you something near and dear to my heart. It's time for just a little bit of hate mail. <laughs> Yes, yes. A little bit of hate mail seems like the right thing for uh, just the nonsense that's been going on. I thought I'd share with you some of the darker side of the inbox and uh, and maybe answer a few important questions. So this first one is from a lady on Facebook that goes by the name of Sarah. Won't reveal her last name on the air here. She says, why do you talk about education and learning like you've ever set foot in a classroom? And then everyone cheered and snapped because apparently that's a really serious burn. Uh, unfortunately, I, I do have two Teacher of the Year awards. Uh, one weird ecology Teacher of the Year award um, from a science society in Wisconsin. Uh, and every single evaluation I ever received in the classroom during my time as a teacher and an administrator was rated highly effective. Um, I enjoyed teaching, and that's why I'm doing what I am doing now, uh, because uh, pundit is a Sanskrit word uh, for teacher. And that is something that I learned rather recently. But uh, while you may not like my education takes, uh, I don't care. Number two, this comes from a guy named Bored. And uh, Bored like the plank, um, which is about as far as his intelligence goes. He says, hey man, when all seems lost and your guy's losses in November. So um, my guy's losses in November. Don't forget to kick the chair out from underneath you. Well, I, I hate to tell you this, but um, God forbid if Joe Biden does actually squeak out some kind of an election victory in November or Vice President giggles, soars through or whatever else. Um, rest assured, that will not indeed be the time that I contemplate ending it all. Alas, no, that is when my work will truly begin, because if you think that this chaos is going to stop either with or without Trump, with or without Biden in the next couple of years, you are truly silly. And as long as there is chaos, I'll be here to stir that pot like an aggravated grandmother. Uh, this is from a guy named Steve. 
Um, he's very upset at the station. So uh, all of you out there listening on WIBC, this is it. This is it. You and and uh, you horrible, hateful people. He says it's funny that the Indiana Hoosiers allow far right propaganda outlet like WIBC broadcast their sports on the Care Source Radio Network. WIBC is the voice of hate in Indiana. Now, I've heard a lot of our hosts here, and we have a, a fairly diverse range of views for being a right-leaning news talk station. I will remind you guys that uh, Abdul Shabazz is not a conservative and doesn't pretend to be one. He's kind of your old school guard Republican. Uh, Rob Kendall and I certainly don't agree on everything. Um, often I think that Jason Hammer would just rather kick back with a beer than, than actually talk politics. So uh, as far as the voice of hate, I will remind you guys that Jason Hammer and Nigel Laskowski are basically like the new Bob and Tom. Tony Katz is kind of like Rush Limbaugh, but Jewish. And Rob Kendall and Casey Daniels are just fantastic. And any tears that you shed over them, uh, I will gladly take and store on the shelf because uh, whining about WIBC truly is something that will never cease to be hilarious to me. I will remind everyone that there have been two, now I repeat, two uh, petitions to stop me from being on the air. One that got 17 signatures and the other that got three. Uh, so cope and seethe. I don't know how many petitions there are on uh, on Kendall and Casey or Hammer and Nigel. I mean, hey, Allison, my producer, she may have petitions against her. I, I don't know what for. Probably because she's a dirty Taylor Swift fan. I'd sign that petition. <laughs> At least maybe I'll get four signatures this time. Yeah, see, you got you got to up the ante. There's a goal to set. Um, this last one comes from a guy named Gregory Schmidt, and he just simply says, "Are you a clown?" emoji. Am I a clown? Absolutely. Because if you are going to sit through this absolute circus right now, in which prosecutors don't even know where the country of Belize is and paying those they stoop, in which presidents can't remember when they were vice president, I might as well be the guy making everyone laugh. Get the Tony Kinnett cast live weeknights at 7 on 93 WIBC. Thanks for listening. Get caught back up again tomorrow with the 93 WIBC mashup.